Grand Risings, Grand Rises unto you. This is Humble Dame coming to you. Happy Saturday unto you. I hope that you guys had a wonderful sleep last night. I've been kind of staying up a little bit later because the kids where I'm living at is actually on uh, like a mid-winter break. I don't think I remember that growing up, but hey, whatever, potato, potato, you know. It's a good thing, always a good thing so teachers can get some rest and then kids can kind of just chill out at home a little bit and us parents get a break too because I don't know about you. I'm normally waking up about 4.30, 5 o'clock, 5, you know, 5.15. And it's good for me sleeping late. is like 7.30. It's 8 o'clock on a good day, 9 o'clock on a really, really, really good day. Okay, so I've just been like trying to stay up a little later, feeling like a little teenager, like I'm still in college, right? Watch a little TV and stuff like that and then um, waking up a little later. You know what I'm saying? Staying up later, waking up later. So it's a nice little switch up, just a nice little break in the routine, you know, because it, be, it can become monotonous and, and like, oh, the same thing, Groundhog Day. So I appreciate the breaks, you know, even though the kids are at home, we love our kids, right? So I know that we um took a break from Proverbs. We're going to jump right back into Proverbs 15 today. There's a lot of things going on since the last time I have spoken to you all, okay? There's been some um conflicting energies that have been being sent and some nasty ways of people that I have been noticing and just been expressing um, in a safe space, in a safe way. I always think that art is a safe space and a safe way to express yourself, right? If people are offended by it, they shouldn't watch it or listen to it. They can find something else to go do. Um, but I think that that's our God-given right to be able to express things that we have went through, good, the bad, and the ugly. And so I've been kind of dealing with those things, and it's been uh, very uh, heartbreaking at the same time, very cathartic and, and purifying just to release a lot of the deeper emotions um, that I'm not able to release, you know, in our everyday life. And I hope that you guys get a chance to do that as well. It is very healing. Um, if you feel frustrated, feel your frustration. Okay. If you feel anger, feel your anger. A lot of people in different, we're going to say spiritual communities and religious sects, they believe in, um, they believe in toxic positivity and they believe that that the more toxically positive they are, the more spiritual and closer to the divine according to whatever they consider divine they are. But I beg to differ. There's a reason why we have other emotions, okay? Uh, you know, even in the Bible, it says Jesus turned over the money uh, money tables. He was mad. He, he showed sadness. And he would go somewhere and allow himself to feel those feelings, okay? And I'm pretty sure you could find him in any other trace of whatever spirituality you believe in, whether it comes to the God and the goddesses. They experience love, hatred, irritation. So those are important. It's just what we do with those things, okay? We're going to jump right into Proverbs 15. And then I'm going to do a little something different, okay? All right. So then I'm going to switch it up on you guys. Switch it up on you. I'm going to start reading, okay? And then I'm going to pause on this, okay? So let's let's start here, okay? So Proverbs 15, grab your, grab your paperback Bible. You can grab your writing utensils. You can grab your iPad, your um, laptop, your phone, whatever, whatever you have. Or you just listen. You know, I, I like it when you guys listen if you're going to work or if you were doing a little workout and stuff like that. Um, I think it's good. Um, listening is always a good thing. So let's go ahead and read this first. We want to also uh, repent and confess of all of our sins. Okay. So we're going to do that. And we're going to do that in five deep breaths in silence today. I don't want to always, you know, kind of like bombard you guys, which is like music. I love, I love music. Okay. But I don't want that to be like a distraction all the time. Sometimes silence is good. Okay. So we're going to start and we're going to take five deep breaths, repent, confess, get it off your chest, and let's proceed to receive what the Lord wants us to receive today. Starting now.
hope that was enough time for you just to get it off your chest and just say, I repent. I confess of all of my things I've done wrong. Hopefully I can get it better today, right? That's all we hope for is that we can just get it better. Well, some of us, okay? That's, that's another story. We're all just hoping that we can just kind of just like, let me just get it better today, right? Let me take a sip of my tea. Ah, that's some very strong tea. I've been drinking some of this Egyptian licorice tea. Let me get one of these cough drops. And we are ready to rock and roll, okay? Let's go into Proverbs 15. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright, but the mouth of the fools poureth out foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness thereof is a breach in the spirit. Did you hear that? Oh, wow. That's circled verse three. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Right. But a perverse, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. We're going to come back to that. A fool despiseth his father instructions, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. In the house of the righteous is much treasure, but in the revenues of the wicked is trouble. Okay. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the foolish doeth not so. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord. But he that loveth, that loveth him that followeth after righteousness. He loves us that follow the righteousness. Corrections is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way. And he that hateth reproof shall die. Hell and destruction are before the Lord. How much more than the hearts of the children of men. Let's go ahead. I want you guys to circle uh, verse 11. A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him. Neither will he go unto the wise. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. Okay. And that's what I, that, wow, I didn't even know that was in there. Okay. We're going to come back to that. Okay. The heart of him that hath understanding seek of knowledge, but the mouth of fools feed upon foolishness. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of merry heart hath a continual feast. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble there, therewith. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appease of strife. The way of the slothful man is an hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous is made plain. A wise son make of a glad, a glad father, but a foolish man despise of his mother. Folly is joy to him that is destitute of wisdom, but a man of understanding walketh uprightly. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. A man hath joy by the answer of his mouth and the word spoken in due season, how good is it? The way of life is above to the wise, that he may depart from beneath hell beneath. That's, let me read it again. The way of life is above to the wise, but he depart from hell beneath. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the border of the widow. Okay, now let's pause here. A widow is not just, you know, that's just a woman. A widow is a woman that had a covering, that had a man, right? 
that was supposed to cover her and he made up, you know, not here, no longer here. So the, it said the Lord will establish, he will protect the widows. So if you're in a position where you had a man that was covering you and they passed away, or sometimes they could consider, let's go metaphorically, if they died off in your life, the Lord still will protect you. He protects the fatherless and the widows. Two things those things have in common, okay, because I've been going through this myself. Two things those things have in common. A father is supposed to protect their children and, and be able to help shape their identity, right? And offer discipline and structure, correction, right? And that's the same thing a husband is supposed to do. When those things die in the natural or even spiritually die off of your life, because people have choices. If they choose not, hey, I don't want to cover you. I don't want to do that. They didn't die off in your life. It can lead. There's a void there. Okay. And one thing that a lot of us women do, we, we deny that there's a void. If you're a single parent, if you were in a relationship and it didn't work out and then the guy walked off, right. Or they might, you might co-parent and they sometimes help, you know, I know how I get it. Listen, I've been everywhere in between that. Okay. They'll sometimes really be on it. They didn't fall off and you have to be on it all the time. Um, there's a breach there. There, there's a void there. So the Lord knows that he knows what he created men to be. When a man chooses not to be what he told him to be, there's going to be a void in a, in a feminine's life. The Lord will feel that area, but you have to acknowledge that it's there. You know what I mean? You have to say, Lord, I need help with my kids or Lord, I don't have a covering. My husband died or I don't have a husband. Can you fulfill this area for me? Can you feel, can you guide me? Can you show me? Can you correct me? Right? And he'll use different avenues. You have to be open to the spirit. You use different avenues to feel those. Now it's a little different because it's more abstract, right? <laughs> it's very abstract. You know, he might speak to you through a billboard as you know, thank you, Lord. Okay. Whereas before, you know, if you had a husband in real life or a, a kid's dad in real life, they might've spoke to you, you know, one-on-one -on -one or like exact. So it's not going to be exact, which you're going to have, it's, it's, it causes mourning and grief. And it could be a bit bewildering and confusing. Like what? But it he'll do it in, in in abstract ways, okay? There's an abstractness in the mystery of God that he will feel. He cares about widows and fatherless. So if you see any masculine energy, any female energy for that instance, but especially masculines that like to berate and beat down fatherless and the, the widows, like women who don't have coverings and kids don't have coverings, stay away from them. They're not from God. I don't care what nobody say because it's not the nature of the natural masculinity God put into a man. They're not made in the image and the likeness of God. They're choosing to forsake that image and take upon another image. Another word for image is idol. Okay. All right. Let's continue on. Sorry for my dog in the background. She is very spoiled. Okay. She's fine. She's fine. Okay. All right. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant words. He that is greedy of gain troubleth his own house, but he that hath gifts shall live. We're going to circle that if you greedy for gain. I want to actually look that up, okay? Because some of these things while we're talking, I want to, you know, get them looked up. Like I said, we're going to look that. You know, sometimes you can forget, okay? Greedy for gain. Now, I didn't say that you don't want your needs met. It didn't say that, okay? It says consider the ravens, you know. Don't I take care of them? I'll take care of you, right? If an evil person loved their children, because he considered, you know, evil people can love, right? They love people like them. If the evil person can love their children, how much more will I love you? Greedy for gain is an insatiable an uncontrolled desire for material gain, such as food, money, land, animate and inanimate um, possessions. And that goes for people as well. They can want to possess people. Okay. It also refers to 
desire for social value, such as status or power. Greediness denotes an excessive extreme desire for something more often than one's proper share. Okay. Greed is an uncomplimentary term that implies an avid desire for gain or wealth. That's what it means. There's nothing wrong with desiring wealth that he would give you the desires of his heart. There's nothing wrong with wanting gain. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. But it gets to the point where it gets to be, a, a, you're doing anything for it. And that's all you care about. It says for wh whoever is greedy for unjust gain brings trouble to his family. But whoever hates bribes will live. That's powerful. Okay. Try to make a profit dishonestly and you will get fa family trouble, trouble in your family. Did you see that right there? Let's go click on that. This is coming from BibleHub.com. Okay. BibleHub.com. And it's giving you tons of translations, which I didn't even know was this many of them. It's like they're adding more and more to it. Right. Okay. And that's Proverbs 15, 27. That's powerful there. Okay, that's powerful right there. We're going to do Proverbs 15, 27. Commentary. And these are just things that I'm making, you know, little tabs on my, my laptop. Okay, just little tabs on my laptop so we can finish reading Proverbs 15. But that's wow. Okay. That's that's deep right there. It's, it, and I'm not saying you're not going to be tempted by it because you surely will be. But it says don't don't envy the wicked. OK, it's just what it is. Not judgment is judging. Right. You know, you have to judge stuff. You have to compare and contrast things. So if you say that you serve this deity or that deity, you're going to go according to how they want you to behave or try to You're not gonna always get it right. So if God says that this is what the blessing is. And we like, OK, I'm going to go this way. It can always appear as the harder way, which is that doesn't make it. A beautiful way for most people because people like things easy. They like to be appeased. They want to be worshipped and gratified, instant gratification. So it can be like, it can look like that they're having a the time of their life. We can see according to the, the spirit of God, according to his word, is they're not. Okay. So don't worry about that. Basically, it's teaching us not to be a busybody. Don't worry about what other people are doing and what they have. As long as it ain't, if it's bothering you, then you got to get some intel. Like, hey, what's going on? But if they're not, just let them do what they do. Right. And then you focus on what you have to do and what the Lord calls you to do. Everybody's not called to be a celebrity or famous or, you know, it's a greedy thing that you think that you deserve something that you don't. Or you think you deserve to have a certain status in life that you was not born to have. You might have been born to be a plumber. You might have been born to just be a teacher. And you being a teacher in the middle school or high school or elementary would have blessed tons and tons and tons of kids throughout your career as a teacher. But you felt, no, I have a teacher gift. I could just be a teacher to a lot of people. And then that way I will be known. See, it's a kind of a vain glory type of thing. And that's an all-time high nowadays. And it's to the point where it's very uh, maliciously competitive. And they're, they can be quite dangerous for, for just for people to get a photo op or for them to look like something that they're really not. Because if you were that, you wouldn't have to do all of that to act like you're that. So that's the delusion. And it's an illusion. You understand? And that could cause greedy for gain. Right. So let's continue reading. And this is verse 28. The heart of the righteous studieth to answer, but the mouth of the wicked just poureth out evil things. Okay. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heard the prayer of the righteous. So anybody wicked tell you the Lord said, let's look at wicked too. The Lord said, the Lord said, no, it says he's far from them. You have to it said, it draw nigh unto me as I draw nigh unto you. They're not drawing nigh unto them. So he's not going to be, he doesn't come. 
right? Touch them and say you got to put forth effort. That's just how it goes. Seek, you shall find. And that's seeking him. They're seeking other things, greedy for gain, okay? Wicked. The state of being wicked is a mental disregard for justice, righteousness, truth, honor, virtue. It's evil in thought and in life, depravity. You're depraved. So someone that mentally, that means with their mind, just disregard, oh, whatever, for justice, for truth, for honor, for virtue, that's someone that is labeled as wicked. It's just what it is. It's not judging. It's judging rightly. It's labeling something as according to his fruit. You would know them by their fruit. You would know them by their works. If their works show that they love, they love injustice and unrighteousness and they love lies, they love dishonoring, which means to be disrespectful and like bullying type of energy. They love um, being vowed and not virtuous. And they love like just being evil. That's a person that's considered wicked. The God, God is far from them. But if you pray to him because he say, my house should be called a house of prayer, he can dwell within that house, within your physical house, within your bodily house, okay, within your vessel. He wants you to pray to him. That's what I mean. And go back to my, my, my point in the beginning with the toxic positivity. I am. It's okay to tell God that hey, I want to slap that person. You see how wicked, because if somebody's being extremely dishonorable to you, you're not going to have, oh, I love you. That's toxic Christianity, which is why I'm not a Christian. And it's also toxic spirituality, which I don't label myself a lot of that stuff either. The labels can kind of trap you because then people are going to be like, well, you got to act like this. And this is what we do. Right. And they'll force those things on you. They're what they consider representation of being divine or really being in the spirit. But that's not the case. OK, if somebody being dishonorable to you, they putting you in danger, your kids in danger. You're not going to be like, I love you. I need you to survive. No, they don't want you to survive. They're trying to kill you. OK. They like injustices happening towards you. They create labyrinths of injustices around you. A labyrinth, you guys know, you're very smart. Excuse me. You'll go into a labyrinth and you're trying to get out, okay? Or you're trying to get to a little problem. Okay, where am I going? They like to see you kind of in that bewildered, confused, because God is not the author of confusion. They like to see you in that bewildered, confused, shunned, nobody likes me, everybody hates me. That's why they they, they spew those things. It says that their, their mouth pours out evil things. Somebody that just naturally just pouring out evil things about you, they, they have perverseness in them. They're not speaking according to the spirit of God. So I denounce and renounce all of those. I don't receive none of those word curses and you shouldn't either because they're not blessing you. They're cursing you when they're saying negative things and putting negative titles upon you, especially if it's a lie. If it's not your, if it's not the truth, God spoke about you and they can't see it's the truth about what you embody. They're speaking lies against you. That's a wicked person. Okay. All right. Let's continue in verse 30. The light of the eyes rejoice of the heart and the good report make of the bones fat. The ear that heareth the reproof of life abideth among the wise. He that refuseth instruction despiseth his own soul, but he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. The fear of the Lord is, an, is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. So if you see someone that's arrogant, they're not humble. If you see somebody that's, yeah, they're arrogant. They're majority of the time they're dishonorable. Honor before humility is honor, right? Before honor is humility. So if you see someone who wants to be honored, but they're very arrogant, there's something off there. Okay. These are just giving us ways to kind of judge and see kind of what's going on and the supremacy of the most sovereign God's wisdom for us. Okay. All right. So it's, it's basically something like an appropriate word, the fear of God and live like, reverencing him okay so i wanted to go back to this greed for gain here and this is you know most people say 
So, oh, this is an American way. No, this is a worldwide thing, baby. Okay? And it's everywhere. It's in your family. This greedy for gain can creep within the small nuances and the crooks and cranny, crannies of your of your family. It could be in your romantic relationships and you never know it. You have to know what to watch out for. There's a such thing as called ambition and then selfish ambition. Why do they want to achieve those things? Because they want to bring glory to God. They want God to get the glory. They want to help their generation. That's noble things. Like, I want to help my children out, my children's children, maybe my family. That's the, people call it being put on, right? They want to do those things for those reasons, for their family, for legacy, and then touch other people as well, right? Like, to help other people, you know, with my mechanic business. You know, I want to help people, you know, who cars don't run, or, you know, and then we'll, you know, donate, uh, or donate our time of, of fixing 10 single mamas, you know, uh, cars every three months. You know what I'm saying? For free. So those, that's where you're giving something out to the community. You you provide in a way of avenue for your children. You can provide a skill for your sons and daughters to do that, right? And you giving God the glory and say, Lord, thank you for this ability that you have given me and bestowed upon me to be able to help my children, my family, and then bless a few people. That's humility and that's wealth. When you That's ambition, okay? A lot of times they, they damn and curse and, and, and damn you to hell when you have ambition as a, as a woman. Selfish ambition. Is when, Lord, you gave me this gift. I don't want to use it to glorify you. I'm going to use it to glorify everything that you're against. And I'm going to revel in it. And I'm going to be successful. And I'm going to love it. And I'm going to do it for me. And I deserve, like, all of the praise because I'm the one that's working this gift. That's selfish ambition. Okay? They might put And they might help people in, on, the, on the long run, right? But what is their motive of doing that? Okay? So let's look up the word ambition here. A strong desire to do or achieve, achieve something. Typically requiring determination and hard work. Now, is that a negative thing in a woman? Like, you got so much ambition and it's selfish. How is it selfish for me to have a strong desire to want to achieve things that's going to better me and my children? And I'm giving God the glory. And it's going to require me to be determined and hard, hard work. I'm not just sitting around like, this is going to happen. No, I have to, you have to get up and you have to work your faith. So I'm getting up and working it, right? It means intention. That's what ambition means. Intention. I intend on achieving these things because this is something that a purpose or a destiny, whatever you call it, the Lord has called me to do. And I want to help my children, my children's children, and then maybe touch a few other people to help them out on their way. That's it. And I'm going to let everybody know I'm not perfect in the process. Having ambition has nothing to do with being perfect. That's an image, an idol that people set up, you know. I'm a perfectionist. I just keep doing it. I keep doing it. Well, that's called being a workaholic. Things are getting unbalanced. Okay? So selfish ambition is having a selfish intention or selfish goal. Ambition just means goals. A woman with goals is not evil. Like, oh, that's not something like you can't cover her. She has goals. Uh, you want to date some? Well, majority of them do date women that don't have no goals. Their goals is to get a man and then use them. And that's why you're tired like that and look old. And confused. And your mannerisms is like that. Because you didn't get with someone that don't have, they didn't have no life goal. What's your goal? Um, You understand? So goals drive determination, desire, enterprise, initiative. It's not a negative thing. You have to have initiative to get up in the morning. You got a strong, okay, let me go ahead and get on up and achieve something. Let me get up and brush my teeth. You just achieve brushing your teeth. Let's give, let's give ourselves a hand clap. 
I just brushed my teeth today, okay? Despite everything that's going on, I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes. People acting stupid towards me, acting terrible on the job. The family is weird. You know, these men out here trying to uh, 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 beat you down. Okay, well, I didn't brush my teeth today. Thank you, Jesus. I give you the glory, Lord. Some people didn't wake up and brush their teeth today. They couldn't even get out of the bed. Do you understand? That's an ambition. That's not nothing negative. Okay, I got up. I said I was going to do a little workout. You know, I did some yoga, right? Or I did 15 minutes on the bike. That's a goal. How is that a negative thing? Especially if you're looking at it in a romantic sense. A woman has goals according to her day. Right? You have daily goals. You have monthly goals. You got yearly goals. And you have year goals, right? Where in five years. And, you know, we ask that on dates. Well, where do you see yourself in five years? You're asking them what, what their ambitions is. And then while you're dating them, you're collecting data to see, are they working towards their goals they told me they had? Or was they just saying it to sound a certain way? You can't just listen to what people say. You got to watch what they do, right? So, you know, it's a lot of, oh, you got and all of this feminism. What does ambition have to do with feminism? It doesn't have nothing to do with that. Even if you want a woman that's barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen, because I was like that, okay? That's where I got these babies from. Just barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. I had to have ambition, a strong desire, a goal to get up and clean my house and take care of my man, right? So you don't. You know, so let's look up feminism. I don't know why I'm going into this way, this feminism thing. They like to throw that off on women when they see that they have goals because a lot of men are insecure and they want to be able to give the woman what her goals are. It doesn't work like that. Now, when you get together, of course, you have couple goals. You know how they say relationship goals. Nobody's my relationship goals because you don't know what type of relationship they got, okay? All right, feminism. Yeah, feminism is just women's rights, okay? Feminism is a structurist theory. Postmodern sociologists argue that society has fragmented since the modern era and can no longer be explained with rigid rules and structures, okay? It's a global phenomenon. So it's, it, I would say that it's kind of like a, I mean, it has a definition, but I believe other people take on feminism in different ways, okay? It says the belief and advocacy of the political, economic, and social equality of sex is expressed especially through organized activity on behalf of women's rights and interests. I believe that men deserve this as well. So I'm not a feminist. I believe that men should have advocates for their political emotions. I'm more of like a both. Well, I don't know what the word is. What is it? Somebody tell me. I'm not a feminist. Am I a menace? A meninism? <laughs> they call it feminism. Masculinism. I'm a feminism masculinism. I believe men deserve that too. So that's not. So does this have anything about ambition? I mean, it, it gives you goals, right? There's goals to where you just want equality, you want people to be treated like human beings, right? And they're, they're saying women should deserve to be treated like human beings. I get it. But I believe both sexes deserve this. So that's, this, this is a certain level of ambition. This is not to be deemed damned or cursed or you hard to deal with because you have goals. That's crazy. Like aspirations. You don't want nobody to have no aspirations in life. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. Okay. So I just wanted to go off of that. Determine it. Yeah, you don't want right this determined to do anything. A strong desire for advancement. You want them just to be the same space and same way all the time. But you want to evolve and do things. That's like you're kind of trying to be a stumbling block to somebody's ambition. You're not trying to, you know, put them in their place or humble them. Like who told you to do that? Where's your desire, your intention to humble another, especially a woman? Where's that coming from? Is that coming from God? Are you are you that person's wife? Or I mean, are you that person's husband? 
Are you that person's father or like mentor? Have they deemed you that? Or did you just take worship that authority and say, it is my job to humble your intentions to and your goals because you think too highly of yourself. First of all, you being nosy because, you know, how do you know that? And then second of all, who deems you? Where's your, where's your ambition coming from to do that? That's selfish ambition. Now we know what ambition is. Let's look at what selfish ambition is, okay? So for the record, I'm not a feminist. I believe in equal rights for everybody, okay? So I'm not, oh, yeah, women, boy, I'm not like that. I believe that both sexes have uh, uniqueness and they have beauty in them and they, have, they, they both need help and support in different ways. And they should support each other. I'm a big advocate for marriage, if you can't hear it, okay? And if you have traditional roles, that's cool. I'm more so like traditional, kind of open-minded, you know what I mean? But that's me. So that's my intention. So how is that intention negative towards anybody else when it's having to do with my life and what the Lord? So you have to be careful when you have, that's why it says this, it's in, in this chapter here that it's um, the good to have a, 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 a multitude of counsel, but it also says don't be, don't be in the counsel of the ungodly. People that don't follow your doctrine, you can't be in their counsel because they'll start putting these terms and terminology and it says they have perverseness in their tongue and they don't think to answer things. They just start pouring out stuff and they'll be giving you bad advice and you'll be led the wrong way, okay? Or they'll label you certain ways and it's like, no. So let's look up selfish ambition. And then we're going to wrap this up. I don't want to take you guys' time up too much, okay? just want to get into this Proverbs. We ain't been in Proverbs in a minute. Okay, yeah, here we go right here. A desire to achieve something for one own benefit, regardless of the consequences for others. That's what selfish ambition is. It's driven by greed, pride, envy, or insecurity. Someone could be insecure, and they want to achieve something to emulate over you. You know, they don't care how, how what the consequence of you, they don't care what it is to you. So, right? That's a me-based society, like narcissism. They could go up to psychopaths, sociopaths. Machiavellianism, right? Psychology speaking, right? Histrionic, a uh, little histrionic up in there, a little borderline personality. You see a lot of them behaving like that. Okay, I'm just saying, right? I'm going to do this regardless of how you feel about it because I deserve it. I'm going to humble you and let you know about yourself. I've been all up in your business, but I want to let you know about yourself. And you don't have no relationship with them. Is that driven by, is their intentions and goals from came from God? No. Did your inspiration come from, your intentions come from the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? No, it didn't. Not acting like that. That comes from a place of pride. Because I'm I'm as better than you. Or who you think you is. I deserve what you got. You don't deserve to be able to be articulate like that. That's supposed to be mad. Are you taking a completely different human being? It's from a place of envy or insecurity. I don't feel good about myself in that area. So I'm going to desire to achieve something over you. And I don't care how it affects you. Or I don't care. Because this is for me. I'm doing it for me. Okay? And it's characterized, okay, by pride, arrogance, lack of self-control, and conceited. That's basically where that's coming from, okay? So we want to look up where Proverbs 15 is about. All right, so we're going to read this really fast, and then I'm just going to gonna let you guys go, let you enjoy your weekend. So basically, Proverbs 15 is a chapter in the Bible that teaches us the power of words and actions, the importance of a wise heart, and the value of discipline. It also teaches us the fear of the Lord the beginning of wisdom and how living a righteous life carries a greater a reward far greater than any earthly riches. See how that shows you? Okay. Okay. Verse 15.
cautions against over anxiety and advises that one who is of a merry heart does better than one who makes the worst of everything, right? So that's even people who deal with anxiety. If you deal with anxiety, it's telling you to make your heart merry, right? That's why it says think on lovely things. Think on good things, you know, on the sunset. That's where meditation comes from. A lot of the Christians are meditation. That's even though no, it tells you to think on good things. You can even meditate on the scripture, you know. I am the apple of his eye. That's a beautiful thing. Doesn't that make you feel good? So you want to think of good things. And then that way it kind of, it will kind of help you lessen anxiety because anxiety is kind of like fear and trepidation. You don't know what's going to happen next. And that could, that could be spun from a lot of trauma, which is woundedness. Uh, paranoia come from people doing you wrong, being stabbed in the back. That, and I'm not judging nobody because I've dealt with those things myself. So there's nothing, you know. You have to kind of walk through those things. Be gentle with yourself. Go to God. Go to counseling if you have to. Seek medication if you need to. If, you, if you're blessed to have support of family and friends or a significant other, you know, use that journal. Do things you have to kind of go through because anxiety could be a lifelong thing. It could be a generational thing. So, it, you know, it could be a, a physical thing. You kind of watch what you're eating. You can't eat too much caffeine. I made that mistake, okay? So you have to kind of watch your caffeine, kind of watch what you're eating, uh, if you're an herbal person, you could take herbs or you could take traditional medicine to kind of help curb that and bring that down and then kind of work through those things, right? Instead of thinking the worst of everything, start thinking the better of everything. That comes from us meditating and trying to change our thinking, our stinking thinking. So I'm working through that myself. And it could go, it could take, you know, different layers off. You might get something mastered and you have to release your anxiety in this area. And then you have to address maybe the root of that anxiety. It could have been from trauma. You could have been betrayed a lot. You could have people turn on you a lot. You could have people openly ostracize you and shun you and make a big, you know, hoopla about it and think it's hilarious. Because that's a big thing now, you know. And that can cause, that's naturally going to cause anxiety. That's what they call emotional distress. You're trying to emotionally distress someone. So you do have people, person, places, and things that's doing it on purpose, okay? So be gentle with yourself. You're not the only person that's going through that, okay, or experienced that. And that's how a lot of those beings and people want you to feel like you're the only person. No, and they're not just living the life. And, and living good and look at my Rolex and look at my, my diamonds and all, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that stuff. But again, it shows you, it says that living a godly life is better than earthly riches. Now, some people are going to think the exact opposite. And you can see it. They don't believe that. They're like, mm -mm. I want it all. Okay. I want everything. And that's fine. Okay. But that's for them. All right. So I hope that this blessed you guys, you know, kind of go back. Um, and kind of go through this. This was very power-packed, okay? It was very, very, very power-packed. And also, you know what? Another area it talked about was hell and destruction. A lot of people, hell is not real. And I don't believe that a loving God will come up with hell. You know, that's a very, very controversial topic, okay? All right? Whatever your personal doctrine is, okay? That's your personal doctrine. I don't know. And I know some people like to break it down. It means Sheol. It means death and the grave. Or it's an actual place, right? Um, it, it depends on whatever your beliefs are. That's your personal belief. I don't mean, you know, <coughs> I know most people say, well, y'all just want people to be scared of hell. So that's what they have to do, right? Well, you should fear the Lord first. That's the beginning of wisdom. And then you know that it, a place like that exists. If you don't believe in, I don't believe nobody's going to be burning. Well, it also says in Hebrew, Sheol, it means the grave or death. You're not going to live forever. You're going to live forever? You're not. Okay, your body won't. Sheol, okay, if you don't believe in the hellfire, Sheol means grave or the death. It means your your spirit man is not going to be alive. So that's even scarier. And some people, they take that as inspiration. 
I can just do whatever I want to do now and just be over with. Okay, Sheol means under underworld. That actually, that's an actual place. It ain't nothing to play with either. Okay, I tell you that. And some people learn they're gonna learn that the hard way. All right, that's what it means. Okay. I mean, they have other, you know, mythology, which people call. I think mythology has all a, a, a semblance of truth in it. But they'll, you know, that's what it basically means. The weather, you know, that's what this is what it means. Okay, we just want to be, you know, cognizant of that. I don't believe in that. Okay, well, you don't have to. It, it believes in you. So it talks about that quite a bit here. Quite a bit. And it also talks about a scorner. They don't love reproof. Remember, we, we learned in other, um, in other chapters, don't reprove someone that's scornful. They don't like it, and they're gonna they'll rise up against you. So again, Proverbs is about us following God's way, submitting to His wisdom, asking for more of His wisdom, humbling ourselves, and then we also, you know, know that we're not perfect, so we have to be humble and repent. But then also, it teaches us how to deal with other people that are if they're wrathful men, they stir up strife. You're, that's basically a wrathful man stir up strife. You ever seen somebody that's an instigator? They like to instigate something. They like to see you being attacked. And being bullied, you know, like bullies. Those are wrathful men. And they stir up strife. They're not making you feel good. The people around them feel good, right? That's a wrathful man. They're full of wrath. So, you know, those people try to hurt you. Not only just emotionally, they, they try to hurt because they have, what? what is their intention? Their, their ambition is selfish. And their ambition is birthed out of what? Envy, greed, pride, and insecurity. Those things ain't, is God making you envious? He making you prideful? He making you insecure or does he tell you how much he loves you? The majority of the time a person is insecure because they don't feel loved and understood. And that's why you have insecure people want you to feel that way. They only can share what they have on the inside. You ain't all of that. Don't nobody, don't nobody, ain't nobody listening to you. And depend on the variant of their insecurity and their envy and their greed and their arrogance. That'll show you how far they'll go to try to prove that to you. They'll try to prove to you, you to you. In a negative way. Is that a person that comes from God? It don't take all of that. Nah, you, you ain't got to do all of that. Ain't, no, ain't nobody checking for you. Nah, that ain't going. That ain't going. And then they can start speaking death on stuff. So they have perverseness in them. Nah, nah, ain't nobody going to marry you. Don't nobody want that. You damaged good. That type of stuff. Those are negative things. That's not nobody. That's an un ungodly counsel. There ain't nobody that's coming. I'm keeping it real. That's not keeping it. Keeping it real what? Keeping the real of your selfish ambition, that's your selfish goals. Your goal is to tear down. So we have to be careful out here. Don't ever argue with people like that. If you want to vent in your house, vent in your house. You go to somebody, talk to them, because it can be very frustrating. We're not, uh, oh, that doesn't bother me, everything. No, that's not the truth. God even got mad about stuff. He just drowned everybody. So you can get angry about stuff, okay? Nobody's telling you to walk around and be angry, but... This kind of, is basically telling you, know how to deal with these wrathful bullies, these instigators accordingly. These these scorned people, never reprove them. Don't try to show them hey, you what you did is wrong. Now, you can express that, you know, in a safe space, in a safe way, in your home, right? Or if you have, you know, a platform, you know, if you're not being negative about it, you can express yourself. They'll bully you out of trying to say you can't express yourself. But you can have an opinion on something, especially if it's something that's happening to you or has happened to you. Like, that's... That's beyond bullying, that you don't want nobody to have an opinion on something, right? Or feel a way about it. You're trying to force how they feel about something. That's crazy to me. That's beyond oppression. But it's telling you how to deal with people like this, okay? They don't have uh, some screws that's loose. 
They don't have the, the peace of the fathers. They don't, they're not even seeking that. They like to instigate and stir up stuff, you know, chaos and chaotic and confusion. So it's telling you how to deal with those people. Avoid them. It's telling you don't even, don't reprove them. Okay? Don't do it. Just don't do it. Save your reproof for people that you really love. You know, they receive from you. Okay? Don't do it because it'll make them even more angry. It'll they hate you. That's why it says agree with your adversary. They'll be adversarial towards you for no because they're insecure. Does that make any sense? Right. So if you can see their behavior towards you make no sense, why would you try to approach them? Okay, especially if they have this greedy for gain thing. Greedy for gain is effective. You see a lot of people greedy for gain and they they roll they they uh rolling in the money, man. They got it going on. You know what I'm saying? They 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 uh cashing checks and breaking necks. So they got, you know, means to be able to be more adversarial towards you. So agree with them. Like, wow, you, that's what, that's why you, you ain't nothing. Okay, I'm so sorry you feel that way. And just keep it moving. Don't say nothing. Now, if you want to uh, vent and say what you really feel, you can say what you really feel, but don't say it to them. Don't do it. If it's about, don't do it. Don't do it. It's going to be at your own detriment, okay? Because it says that they wicked. You understand? They don't seek, they disregard justice. So if they wicked, Okay, and they adversarial towards you, and it's coming from a place of greed, greedy for gain, insecurity, envy. They'll do anything to try to prove, you know, because they have selfish what? Selfish ambition and greedy for gain. Those go together. Their ambition and their, that means in, intentions, goals. Their goals towards you is not a goal from God. And they greedy for gain. That means they'll do any, any injustice, any unrighteousness. They don't speak truth. They speak loud. They don't honor. They show dishonor. They don't, you never know how far people will go. So it's telling you, don't say nothing to them. It's going to make you look like a, what they call a punk. When I was, you know, growing up, I feel like an old, I'm auntie status, okay? I ain't old like that. I'm grateful for the age, okay? But they call it you being a punk or you being a, a pushover. No, it's not being a pushover. That's called wisdom from the most high. If you can see that they disregard justice, stuff that's right and wrong, they don't really disregard the immoral what are you going to try to talk to a more, hey, I, hey, man, you were immoral. What you did was wrong. They're they going to laugh at you. They find stuff like that funny. They think people that try to live that way is dumb because they're greedy for gain, for power, for status, for money, for possessions. I deserve it. My goals. Me, like that type of thing. Then they say, that, and the last the people be lovers of themselves, boastful, mockers, scorn, like scoffers, hating those who do good. They hate you. They don't even know you. Oh, you trying to, what you trying to call yourself getting up and praying in the morning? And then they find you, they'll, 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 depending on what they do, they'll try to figure out you did something wrong. See, because, you know, people is just such hypocrites. Because you're doing all of that praying, and here comes the spirit of accusation. You're doing all of that praying, and yet you was out there cussing. Well, maybe I was praying, maybe I cussed, and I didn't pick up something to bust you upside your head. Right? Prayer works. It's working. You got to keep praying, right? <laughs> Just so you know. So they'll, they'll have to find something. See, and you doing all of that to much you want a husband, but you got kids out of wedlock. You were spreading your legs. I didn't have people say some of the worst vows. You were spreading your legs. Okay, well, how did you get here? Didn't your mama spread her legs? See, but you can't reprove or say anything to them because they're coming from a place of envy, insecurity, uh, of arrogance. They're not coming from humility of God. If they was, they wouldn't be acting like that. So it's telling you don't engage. If a person brings division, the, the Bible says to mark them. 
and avoid them. It even and that's that's in the New Testament. Be like this Old Testament stuff. It's in the New Testament for y'all people who's kind of serious like that. Because the person is what self-condemned and they're warped. It didn't say that like, that God condemned them. They're condemning themselves. And they're warped. They're, they're, that means their perception is warped. You can't make a, a carnal mind understand spiritual things. It's a spiritual thing to show honor towards someone. It's a spiritual thing to mind your business. That's a spiritual. It really is a spiritual thing because you sowing seeds where, where it's supposed to be belong. You're not sowing seeds of. Then they say that when the enemy, when they was looking at the enemy, sow seeds. Uh, 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 the wheat and the tares. They are sow tares in your wheat. Like where did, where does plant come from? Because they worried about your field and not theirs. Didn't they say that's why you're not supposed to be covetous of your neighbor's wife or of their oxen or of their fields and things. That basically, what I have given them a charge of, no need for you to be covetous of. Covetous people, people that are greedy for gain and have selfish ambition, are the most dangerous people. And the book of Proverbs is not telling you to judge them. The Lord can help them. They can, everybody can be helped if they want it, right? Everybody can be up. They got to humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and seek his faith. They have to seek him. And he's not just going, I'm coming to you. That's not going to, it don't happen like that. Some people have that testimony. I think that's great. But the majority of the time it's not like that. If he a king, don't you got to come to the king? Like what you, what, he the king of kings. You have to come to him. If you was, if this was the olden days, you did something wrong against the king and he brought you like for treason or treat. A lot of people are treasonous and treacherous. You have to come and you have to state your, I'm so sorry, you have to, I, I vow, right? You got to make vows and, and I, I make an oath that I will serve the king, right? And sometimes you'll be in prison or deemed to be a cupbearer or, you know, uh, to work in a soup kitchen in, 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 in the kingdom. In the, or you become a eunuch, they cut your stuff off and you get out there and that's what you're going to serve out because you was treasonous to me. You, you, you was treacherous, okay? So you have to do that with God too. And when they're not in that space, it's telling you to avoid people like that. Now, one thing you are going to find yourself is alone a lot. And it is hard to deal with. It's not always easy. Um, it's not always easy. But I would prefer to be what people would consider alone and with God and encounter genuine people, like rare. I would prefer just to have like one or two people. I would be great with that. Very, very grateful. Now, I'm not saying like if you have a business, you have people working for you. People helping you work your vision. That's beautiful. But those are not your people. Those are people that work for you. You're in charge of them. It's not the same. Right? Like they would show shepherds of the olden days. They would have like sheep and cattle. Are those sheep like your people? Like this is my people. Like those are not your people. You're two different species. You're put over them. Right? And then they do help. You know, you can get a way of life and sell the wool. And you know what I mean? You can feed and eat off of them and protect them. And you have a sense of care for them. But that's not your people. The Lord put people in your life as far as what you consider family. The Lord called you family. And then your spouse, right? Okay? And then, then that's how that goes. He might give you one or two friends. I think that that's a decent life to be very grateful for if you have that. Okay? But if you don't have that right now, it can be lonesome. Especially if you have people that are like covetous or people that have greedy for gain. That have gotten a whip of who they think you are. And they would like to try to rub that and boast and rub that in your face and make you feel some type of way because their goal is to make you feel as insecure as they are. Okay? That's not from God. So if you have any avenues to them, I would say cut it off. And if you have to work with them, just be cordial. That's what that's basically what Proverbs is saying. Just be be cordial. Don't be confrontational with these people. Because greedy for gain is popping. You understand? Having selfish ambition is where it's at. 
You know what I'm talking about? I mean, it gets results. You hear me? So that's like the majority of how people are. It's telling you, be cordial. Okay. All right. Don't retaliate. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Let the Lord get them. And then you move on. If you want to vent, if you want to cry, because they can get they can get very nasty and hurtful. You want to vent and cry, do that. But be careful. Be aware. I wouldn't even be bothered with them. Okay, let's look up covetous. The, the feeling of having a strong desire for things that other people have. Oh, that's your wife. That's my wife. I deserve a woman like that. Like, you understand? That's a, those are dangerous people. Because if they covetous, right, then they'll be selfish, for greedy for gain. And they're operating out of selfish ambition. Their modus operandi is their intentions. Ambition means intentions is for me, for mine, what I got to do. I deserve that. And they'll take and do. You understand? And remember, it says they disregard it and they man, they mentally disregard it. Anything dealing with justice or truth, so they'll be unjust towards, unjust towards you. So be careful. You just have to be careful. That's what that's telling you to do. Fear the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I reverence you. Your way is perfect. I'm not perfect. Help me with me and help me to be what you want me to be. And then when you see people that are not in that mind state, it's not to judge them. It's they love everybody, right? Oh, no man, nothing but to love them. But you don't owe them your loyalty or your time or your friendship. I don't owe your relationship because I can see how you operate. You greedy for gain. You'll do anything to me. You got selfish ambitions towards me. You wouldn't be able to lead or do anything really the way the Lord would tell you to do it before you. So it can be very lonely, okay? And when you get lonely in those spaces, you have to seek out God and talk to God. Seek out groups and go out too. Kind of go out. You know, I'm going to be going out a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? I like kind of staying in for the winter. I'm like a bear. Okay? <laughs> it be kind of cold. I'll kind of pop out in the in the summertime more than I will in the in the winter, you know. But, you know, kind of get out. You know, if you like to go to church, go to a church. They have different stuff you can do. Uh, different volunteering opportunities. It's a way to talk to people and get around people. Volunteer at your kids' school. It's always, always have a good time volunteering up there. I could talk to the other moms. We laugh, talk about how tired we are. That way you feel a sense of, you know, togetherness. Remember, I told you about Maslow's need. Everybody has a sense they want to belong to something. They want to feel loved and esteemed. So just because you choose not to be a part of the majority doesn't mean that you're not going to have a sense of belonging, as love, and esteem. You have people that may be more wicked and more nasty that don't want to keep berating you with that, but that's not the case. So that's why you don't be in their council. Okay? So I hope that this blessed somebody. I hope that this helped me today. This one, I mean, this is weird because I actually, it's like I'm living Proverbs, y'all. Like, this actually, I'm actually going through this. Like, so just be cordial with the people that are covetous and don't be confrontational. Don't judge the people. You know, you can love them from a distance. Lord, help them. But don't, 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 you know what I'm saying? Judge rightly. You got to know, you can't be, this, this snake is a little bunny rabbit. Hey, little snake. And then they bite you. And now you're like, well, why did I get bit? You knew that was a snake. Look at this little wild jackal. Hey, little wild jackal. You, you like, you got to ask for the discernment to be able to judge rightly. Okay. Hey, little jackal. Hey, hey, man. And that's that, you know, you, hey, little doggy. And it's a jackal. Hey, hey, little sheep, and it's a wolf. The wolf is like, ha ha, I had some clothes on. You didn't know that? Ha ha. I'm the master of disguise. Because they, they prefer master of disguise and stuff like that. They think it's beautiful and, you know, being mischievous. Their cleverness from God comes out as mischievousness. And it tells you that in Proverbs. A lot of people say, oh, a whistleblower. Hey, hey, no, I ain't no whistleblower, dog. I ain't trying to get into no trouble. I'm not saying nothing ain't already been said, period. It's right here in the text, and it's all over on YouTube. You go on YouTube and find better ways people can convey what I'm saying. So 
I'm just, we just going through the book of Proverbs, but we want to get more wisdom because the day is growing more wicked. You know, wicked is cute now. Wicked is the way. So you have to be very careful, okay? Where you would get caught. I've seen people that I've loved the most get caught up in that. And it's it's just it's just changed. It's like they died. So you'll go through a sense of grieving when you can see someone was started out one way and they end up another way. And you'll be it'd be a, a sense of grief. You know? Or you thought they was going to be with you and they don't want to be with you. You thought they was going to be there for you and they don't want to do that. That's that's their free choice that the Most High gave them. You have to respect that no matter if you don't respect them. I didn't say respect them. Don't be confrontational with them, though. And then kind of, you know, go off quietly. And then the Lord will bring like-minded people. You have to go out. You know, go play bingo. You know, I'm just saying. They have speed there. You know, be careful with that because some of the people are crazy. <laughs> okay. But, you know, uh, go join your local uh, health club. They have like tennis and, you know, different little tournaments, bowling tournaments if you like bowling. I'm going to start getting out more. I know it's hard, especially if you're a single mom. But they even have stuff for single moms. You know, you got you have to humble yourself and ask for help from people. A lot of times people will see someone that's guarding and think, oh, you don't know how to ask for no help. You, you're you good on your own. No, it's not that I'm good on my own. I can't be around covetous people because I know that you would do anything to me. Why would I put myself around anybody like that? I'm not going to do it. So... I do, I, you know, say I do need help, and you have to go, you know, it's a safe space. They have different stuff you can do, lots of stuff. Go to a yoga class. You like yoga or Pilates, right? If you can't afford it, you can just call up there and say, hey, um, do you guys have, like, sometimes they'll have a free class. Don't ask me how I know, okay? <laughs> they got a ballroom thing up the street where they teach you to hustle and stuff. They teach you, you know what I'm saying? I'm up here with the Caucasians. They teach you. And you can say, well, can I come up there for a free class, right? You get up there and say, hey, I can afford this. Will I be able to do just one class a month? You can go up there once a month and go do you some little dance class. You might make you a friend or two. Because you're around people that want to do something fun with their body. They're having fun. They want to meet people. Maybe they want to get a romantic partner. That's nothing wrong with that either. I know I want me one. I ain't got a lot of kick it. I ain't too proud to beg either. I would beg God. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm begging God for him to put genuine people that care about me in my life. Because I've had the my fair share of the other amount of, of covetous, selfish, ambition, greedy for gang people. And I will tell you this, they're, they're the worst people to deal with, in my opinion. They don't come from a place where I come from, so we'll never agree. Okay? How can two walk together unless they agree? That's why I don't walk together with a lot of people. And I know a lot of you out there are like that as well. So I hope that this blessed you. I hope that you have a good day. Have a good weekend, you know. Get you some rest. Do something to soothe your anxiety. Get, you know, get you some sleep. Soak your feet. And um, let's kind of get out the house a little bit more. Okay? Let's get involved in our community. You know, dude, they have an Earth Day coming up. You can do community cleanup, especially like if you're in a city, urban areas. Do a community cleanup. Take some pictures, you know. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your life. Wh whatever state you're in, try to be content. Because there's some people that are surrounded by a whole bunch of people, and they're not happy. So never be covetous of anything that anybody else has going on, okay? That's what it's teaching us. Fear the Lord, okay? Try to Try to be what he wants you to be. And then avoid and deal, be cordial with the rest. This is Humble Dame. I hope that this blessed you. Proverbs 15, this was deep and this was good today. Kind of soothed me a little bit. See, I feel a little, like a little calm right now. I'm make myself a little breakfast. I hope that you have a good Saturday. If you have to cry today, do a little crying. Crying, crying and doing yoga, just crying, just crying and grieving people that are not how they used to be. And they feel like they died in my life. And it's quite, it's very sad, you know. But, you know, weeping may I do it for a night, but joy comes in the morning, Okay. You guys have a wonderful day, wonderful weekend, and I will come back, you know, day or two, six, seven days, and we'll go into Proverbs 16. All right, peace.